But Ephesians chapter 5, and, and we'll read in verse 22 or verse 21. Um, the Bible says, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and the sa- he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto the Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle nor any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this call shall man leave his father and mother, and shall he be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself and the wife, so see that she reverence her husband. Father, I pray you'd help me tonight, Lord, give me clarity of thought. And Lord, I pray that you'd make this, uh, this message um, real to each and every person. Lord, even the youngest children, I pray they'd listen tonight. And I pray they might learn something from the Word of God so one day when they have their own home, Lord, they can follow the pattern, they can follow the plan that you've given us in the Word of God. Help me, Lord, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray you'd give me strength and understanding. Lord, you know my heart. You know, Lord, that, Lord, I do not come to this pulpit with any agenda, Lord, or any axe to grind. I simply want to communicate the Word of the Lord. And I pray you'd help me tonight as I try to do that. We love you tonight, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to say this tonight. Is there anyone that would debate that our country is failing tonight? It's failing. And I believe our country is failing because our homes are failing. Did you know that tonight the divorce rate, and if you've been divorced, do not take this. I have no, I'm not, again, there's so many things. I don't want anybody to think I'm upset but we all know that, that something's wrong when the divorce rate in church is higher than people outside the church. And that's where we are. And it all goes back to the home. Did you know that Satan, the first thing he attacked was the, was the home? In fact, he went to Eve instead of Adam. He bypassed the head of the home and went to Eve. And the Bible says he deceived Adam, um, deceived Eve, but Adam, it was deception for Eve, but it was disobedience for Adam. And so ever since then, Satan has been attacking the home. Every one of these children here tonight, the devil wants. He wants. And how does he get to the kids? He gets to them through the home. Now, the reason is, as a whole, I don't say this, I hate to paint with the broad strokes, but as a general rule, I believe we could all agree that the American way of the home is not God's way for the home. It's been, it's been polluted, it's been twisted, and now we're, we're in a situation where it's easier to find a home that's failing than one that's succeeding. But I, I hope tonight that everyone will listen and, and get help. It doesn't matter how long, and I'll say this, it doesn't matter how long you've been married, sir or ma'am, 
You don't need to just think that everything's going to, that your home can't fall apart. I've seen multiple people here in the last few years that were married 20, 30, 40 years, children raised, grandchildren, and they just up and, and split up and leave, go their own way. And so it doesn't matter how long you've been married. It doesn't matter how long, how, how, how short. Of, but all of us, I think, should be challenged to have a Christ-honoring home. At the end of the day, God put us together, husband and wife, and he put us together for the glory of God. And so I want us to look tonight here in Ephesians 5. This will not be a long. I mean, I told the men all day afternoon, I've been, I've been dreading this. I've been, and I've studied for about 10 minutes, and I go uh, flipping through my old sermons, and I say, Lord, there's got to be something else. And, but this is what the Lord wants me to preach on. And so, and I say that because I'm nowhere near the husband or the father I should be. And I say that to my own shame. And I want to be better, though, and the only way I'm going to be better and the only way we're going to be better is if we, if we follow the standard of the Word of God. Right. So I want you to see this tonight. There's just going to be, I'm going to say three things about the home. I had to come up with three, but the first thing in these verses I notice, and I'm not going to read it all again so you pay attention, is the roles in the home. I'm preaching not on how to have a heavenly home. Wouldn't that be good? I know sometimes it's everything but heaven. But we ought to want to have a heaven. I believe the home should be a place of refuge for all of us. Amen. I believe we should look forward to going home. Yeah. I, I, I think when our kids, when they get off the bus, or they should be excited about coming. I've got teenagers. Now it seems like they, they, they're, they're never home. But anyhow, but, but, but I don't believe that's because they don't love our home. I believe they're just teenagers, you know. But, but I believe a husband, um, wives, they should look forward to coming home. It should be, home should be a place of refuge. It ought to be a place of, uh, of, of refre where we get refreshed and encouraged and we look forward to. But so many times our homes aren't that way. And I want you to see this, the roles in the home. Now follow me. These are God-ordained roles. Just as there are roles in the church, there's roles in the home. It's not everybody's role in the church to be the pastor. Now, would that not be chaotic if there were 30, 40, 50 pastors in the church? Now, I know there's some churches where it tries to be that way, and it's a mess. It's chaos, and it's, it's ne God never blesses that. Right. Uh, and and, and, and I'm, I'm trying to, tr I'll try to get through this the best I can, but just as there's roles in the church and there's roles at the work, everybody's not the boss. <laughs> there's, and, and there's different roles at school, Right? There's teachers, there's principals, there's there are roles, God-ordained roles in the church. I mean, roles in the home. Now, here they are, very simply. First of all, there's the wife. In verse 22, he said, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. So there's wives, there's husbands, and then in chapter number 6, he says children. That's it. I, I mean, I know I love coon dogs, and y'all some of y'all like cats and all, but they're not a part of the home. There's just three. You understand? There's, there's, there's husband, wives, and children. And it's not husbands, husbands, and children. And it's not wives, wives. And by the way, all of that, all of that is an attack on the home. And not only that, that is from Satan. You can mark it down. That is straight from Satan. They're putting commercial. Have y'all seen any of these commercials with two men and a child? And that is sick, number one. And it's, it's wicked. It's anti-Bible. The Bible teaches there's a husband, there's a wife, and there are children. Yeah. 
there's a wife. You understand what I'm saying? We're not Mormon around here. Not anyway, but, but husbands, so the roles. So quickly, I want you to see this. The head, there's the role. The head of the home. Who's that? That's the husband. Verse 23. He says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Now all the men say, yeah, bless God, I'm the head. Now let me help you all with something. It's not so much about power as it is responsibility Amen. and accountability. Everybody wants to go around like Fred Flintstone, you know, dragging Wilma by her hair and carrying their clubs saying, yabba-dabba-doo, I'm the head of the home. But I want you to know, being a, who's responsible for the church? Jesus is. And who's responsible for the home? The husband is. Now get this, this does not mean that the wife or the children are inferior to the husband. You say, prove it. Well, I'm glad you have. 1 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I would, love, would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Now you say, prove it. I want to ask you something. Is Jesus inferior to God? No. He's co-equal, co-existent. He is as much God as God is God. We believe that around here at the Trinity. We believe God the Father, God the Son, God. But they have different roles within the Godhead. And, and so the, the wife is not, she's not inferior to the husband. And the children are not inferior. God does not love the husband more than he loves the wife and the wife more than the children. They're all the same. There's no respecter of persons with God, but the roles are different. And the, and, and the husband, he is the head of the home. This simply means that the husband is responsible for the wife and the children. Listen to this. A man can delegate duty in the home, but he cannot delegate responsibility. I've got a boy, and I thank God for it. He is an excellent trash man. I have delegated that duty to him. I praise God for him every day. But guess what, Brother Justin? What, what, who's responsible for I'm responsible. If the trash, guess what? I have to get the, if he don't do it, I'm responsible for it. If it's running over on the floor, Miss Kim don't say, Drew! Right? What in the world, Drew? You know, she calls for me. Because I may have delegated that duty, but I have not, I cannot, and listen, men, we can, and, and by the way, this is all sensitive, so I, I am not trying to touch any nerves at all. I was raised in a home where my mom and dad both worked full-time jobs all the time. My wife, for the first uh, 10 years, 8, 9 years of our marriage, she worked full-time. She still works now part-time part with me, full-time, anyhow, but... She helps me out. So I'm not throwing, I, I'm not, please don't take this the wrong way. But man, men, I want you to know it's our responsibility primarily. Amen. And if our wife is unable or unwilling to hold down a full, then guess what? It's our responsibility. Right. She may help you. Man, this is all, I'm getting nervous just talking about it, but, but I hope y'all understand what I'm saying. Yeah. The husband is responsible. Men, we are, we're not going to get to heaven and say, Lord, I give my wife the job of training the kids. I give my wife the job of teaching the Bible. I give my wife the job of telling them about Jesus. I give my wife the job. No, listen, I'm telling you, God is going to call us into account for what our homes were. Amen. 
So it matters. The head, then there's the heart of the home. I believe that's the wife. He talks about wives. When we speak of the heart in the Bible, we're speaking about the emotions, the intellect, the will. And by the way, the wives can control the emotions of the home. And, and, and so, and, and the heart has to be submitted to the head. So there's roles. There's the heart. There's the head. There's the heart. Did you know that the, the, the wife, she brings life to them. She brings joy. And, 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 and she brings empathy to the children that they would not have if it wasn't for mama. You understand? I thank God for mama, don't you? Every time I fell off a bicycle and burnt my knees up and had gravel stuck in my elbows and, and, and my, 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 my scalp flayed open and, and I, I would not go to daddy because I know what daddy would say. He'd say, you're fine. Don't worry about it. But you need mama because she's the heart. She's the love. She's the compassion. She's the, and so these are different roles. Now, get the head's not more important to the home than the heart. They're both important. Now, the children, they're the hands of the home. You say, what do you mean? Our children, they're the outreach of our home. Listen to this. They represent our homes. They bear testimony to the world on what kind of homes we have. We was at the ball game the other night, and I'm telling you, I was as, as I, I, I've been around ball games my whole life, and this is not a knock on Mayfield or Greg, because it was both of them as equally involved, but I've never heard such profanity from young children. I've never seen such a righteousness and such not righteousness, riotousness, if that's a word. It was, and I and I told my wife, I said, if you, I, I told her, I said, I wonder what their homes are like. And by the way, kids, when you go to school, when you're out of life, when the way you behave, it bears testimony on your parents. You see, all this is important. The, 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 the roles in the home, God ordained that the husband's the head. And then the wife, as she is submitted to the husband, she's the heart. And the children, they're the hands. They're, they're, they're the outreach of a home. And we should train our children and love our children and, 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 and care for our children because one day they're going to be the ones that tell the story on if we were the right kind of parent or not. And I'm not trying, again, so much, I don't want to apologize. I'm not apologizing, but I hope you know that I, I know some of the best parents there ever was that had, had a home full of kids. Half of them turned out wonderful. The other half, they turned out to be wild. And I, So the Bible says that we can train up a child the way she go. That's all we can do. When they're old, they'll not depart from it. It doesn't mean they won't depart but they won't be able to depart from the train and it'll still be in their heart. So I'm not trying to, and my kids may turn out, they've been telling me since they was born, them preacher kids, the wildest ones that ever been, just wait, isn't that encouraging to tell a young father? I remember when I went back to work with Ginger, was three or four weeks old, and the first thing they said, just wait till she grows up, them preacher girls, and I mean, that's what they tell them. I've been hearing it for 14, 15 years, and they may turn out, and they may do that, they may break my heart, they, they, but I want you to know, no matter what happens, this Bible still right it's still true we don't base our doctrine on experience there's too many people who change their belief about the home because of experience well that don't work that way no more well it just ain't going that's just not the time i want you to know this bible is timeless it's ageless and the truths contained in it are relevant right now there's roles in the home whether we want to acknowledge it or not there's only one husband in the home 
There's only one wife in the home, kids, and it ain't you. You kids quit trying to get in and be mom or daddy. You're not mom or daddy. Amen. <laughs> don't, don't, it's not your job to be mama. It's not your job to be daddy. And daddy, it's not your job to be mama. Thank God. And mama, it's not your job to be daddy. There's roles. God ordained roles in the home. Now, let's see this. The responsibility in the home or the responsibility for the home. I've done mention this. The husband's responsibility. What, what's a man? What, what's our responsibility? First one is this, leadership. Leadership. Verse 21, he says, everybody reads verse 22. All preachers love verse 22. But for some reason, and by the way, no Bible scripture is to be interpreted alone. And, and they skip verse 21. Verse 21 says, submitting yourselves one to another. And by the way, this also goes back to verse, uh, verse number uh, 18, being filled with the Spirit. If you're not filled with the Spirit, you, listen, the Spirit of God is the oil of the home that makes it go. And so it all, but first off, you submit to one another. There is a mutual submission in the home. Submission is not a bad thing. Submission is voluntary. It is not saying you're better than me, but it's putting yourself under the authority of someone else. And the husband is responsible to lead as a servant, not as a dictator. You say, prove it. He says, uh, he says there that husbands are to love the wife as Christ. He said, even as Christ is the head of the church. I want to ask you something. Has Jesus forced you to do anything since you got saved? Has he led you to? There's a difference. Jesus is not the dictator of the church. He's the head of the church. Mark 10, 45 says, And the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister and to give his life a resurrection. Our first responsibility as husbands is to lead, is to be leaders in the home. Listen, there are no chains of command in the home, but there are chains of responsibility. And that first responsibility is to lead. You can't, we can't, do, we cannot deflect on everything and say, I don't care, whatever you want to do. We have to, at some point, have to put our big boy pants on and make a decision and say, bless God, I'm not going to McDonald's again tonight. We've gone 10 nights in a row. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but, I, but seriously, there's a lack of leadership in the home because us men would just rather let them do it because it's easier that way. Leadership. Verse 25, husbands love your wives. So the responsibility of the husband is to lead, is to love. It's to love. And I'll say this, husbands, if we would love right, then they wouldn't have a problem being led right. Love, and the Bible never tells the wife to love her husband. But it tells the husband to love her wife. Now, I don't mean you women don't have love, but I'm saying, but... And by the way, did you know this? In the New Testament, you'll never find where a woman withstood Jesus or, 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 or fought against him or, or, or they always followed him. That's something about that. But love, he, he says love them as, as Christ of church. Number one, this love is to be passionate. Now when I say I'm not talking about soap opera love. I'm talking about sacrificial love. All the men, they want that stuff, but they, the, the truth of the matter is, that's not what he's talking He says he loved the church and he gave himself for it. 
Listen to this. People say, well, I'd die for my family. Why would your family think you would die for them if you won't even live for them? If I'm going to be the kind of daddy and husband and father and I'm supposed to be in my home, and if the men in here are going to be the types of husbands, fathers, daddies, and granddaddies that they're supposed to be in their home, then we must love and we must do it passionately where we're willing to sacrifice anything and everything that it takes for the well-being of a home. I'm so tired of these men, 35, 40 years old, acting like teenagers. And, and they got to have their time for this and their time for that and their time for this. Now, there's nothing wrong for you if you, uh, you know, if, 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 if there's nothing wrong with hobbies. There, I believe we got too many of them, but, but uh, you know, but, but you should never put your family and sacrifice their well-being for your own well-being. There's no such thing as free love, even though they like to... There's no such thing as free. Real love always involves sacrifice. Yeah. And there's a lot of men who, who I don't, I got to be careful right here, real careful. The alarm just went off. They can produce children, but they're not willing to sacrifice for children. Passionate love. Love's passionate. Then this love's purifying. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it. With the washing of the word, water by the word, that he might present himself a glorious church not having. Again, the comparison here is the church and Christ and, and the husband and the wife. And just as Christ is trying to purify his church and sanctify the church, the husband's love should purify and sanctify the wife. You say, what do you mean? The average church going family, the wife is the spiritual leader in the home. She reads her Bible more. She prays more, she worships more, she testifies more, she serves more. And the Bible says the husband is to sanctify the wife. That's hard, ain't it? I know it's getting quiet, but I, I, I knew it was going to get quiet. I was prepared. I was prepared. But it's hard, truth. But guess what, fellas? We need to swallow the pill and realize that we should be making our wives better Christians. We should love them in such a way that makes them. That's not funny, King. I'm not. I'll tell a joke here in a minute. Why the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. Go ahead, laugh. But the truth is, we should purify, and that's what he's saying. Just as Christ. Now, how does the Lord sanctify the church? How does He do it? Through His Word. You know what? We could do better job, men. If we want our wives to be better wives and more, you know what we need to do? We need to spend more time talking to them. Understand? Through the word. Drew, you really get, I know you're just keeping this back because you, you know, one day, but but seriously. That's what he said. It's to purify. It's to sanctify. And then in verse 28, this love, not only is it passionate and is it pure, but this love is protective. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He loves his wife, loves himself. Now, if you're hurting, if you're gonna take care of your own body, right? You're going to protect your body. You're going to, uh, you know, I mean, it's somebody, if they're not protect, they're, they've got something, there's something wrong. You know, they get evaluated. But naturally speaking, the man, he, he says, you're supposed to love her like you love your own self. The husband should protect his wife. We should protect them emotionally. We should protect them physically. We should protect them spiritually and, <coughs> as we would our own body. 
Just as you protect your own body and protect it from injury, from pain, from discomfort, so the husband should love his wife in such a way to protect her from all those things. And by the way, that is our job, to protect our wives. Amen. She shouldn't be the one with the shotgun standing at the door. You understand? That was good. That was kind of a joke. She should, now, when it comes to spiders and wasps, that's her job. I mean, that's in the book of Zebaniah, chapter 2. The wife has to kill the spiders and the roaches and the rat. But, but when it comes to burglars, that's the husband. I'm just kidding. But seriously, he says, love her like you do your own body. If somebody held up a hammer, if I had a 20-ounce hammer in my hand, and, and, and or you had a 20-ounce hand in your, come on up here, Eden. We'll use you for another illustration. Pretend you got a hammer in your, and say, I'm going to hit your hand. Say it. Now swing. I'm going to move it. You know why? Because I love my own body. You understand? So we should protect them like we would our own body. Now anyway, I know this is going over like Ray at a roach convention, but verse 29. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but here it is, nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord church. The husband is to provide for the wife. That word nourish, it means to feed. If you see a little baby that's ribs sticking out, we call it, it's malnourish. The word cherish means to warm. Now, if you get hungry, man, what are we going to do? Eat. If you get cold, you put on a coat, you warm. And so he's saying here, he's saying the husband is to provide the nourishment and the cherishing so that she can have, have comfort. You see, we're to provide that for them. There's a lot of malnourished wives because their husbands are not giving them what they need. Now, I, th- I heard this. I read this. They said this little boy, they was, they was eating supper, and this little boy got his uh, the photo album out, you know, and was f- thumbing through there, and he found their wedding pictures of his mom and daddy. Them old, you know what I'm talking about? And he looked in there and he was looking and he said, Daddy, he said, is this the day that Mama come to work for us? And you know, that's the attitude of all of By the way, she don't work for you. Yeah. Amen. Oh me, oh my, I know this is great, ain't it? But it's our job. How, listen, how much better would our marriage be if we did a little nourishing and cherishing? Instead of being babies and you're not nourishing me, you're not. It's our job to nourish and cherish them. Am I right? Am I right? I think so. Man, y'all men are, y'all don't. I should have waited until after Pastor Appreciation Month. Love, leadership. Y'all quit talking, boys. Y'all grow up, boys. I'm having a hard time. Y'all just hush. Verse 30 says, if we are members of his body, of his flesh and his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave, shall be joined to his wife as they too shall be one flesh. That word join means welded together. There's a husband. How, what's our responsibility? Number one is to lead. Number two is to love. And then the last thing is loyalty. Our children and our wives should never question our loyalty to them. Too many times, there's kids that they don't know if mom loves dad or dad loves mom, 
They don't know if mom and dad love them. And, and, they, and they're always wondering, is dad going to be there? Is dad not going to be there? Is, is mom, are they going to come? Are they going to go? There's one thing we should never, we should never, we should always be loyal to our family. Yeah. Loyal to your family. There's some men that are more loyal to their jobs than they are their wife. Amen. And, and, and again, guess what, man? Y'all, 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 y'all can take a break. Y'all are done. Now let's look at the wives. <laughs> I will encourage you, men, if you want to have a, a pleasant evening tonight. Don't amen me too much on this. Just take it from experience. But the wife's responsibility, verse twenty-two, says to submit. Now this is very anti-modern culture, but this is a voluntary submission. And just as the church submits willingly to Christ, that doesn't mean the husband is Christ, but in the home, he has a role of headship to lead just as Christ leads the church. And he's saying we must submit. The first thing the wife, her responsibility is to resign. You say, okay, I'm resigned. No, that's not what I mean. To resign your own rights for the welfare of your home. That goes against modern. I know my rights, my rights, my rights. When you got saved, you resigned all rights. Bible says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. A dead man has no rights. Did you know that? And so, I, and again, if you want to have a, have a hellish home, then don't do this. But if you want to have a heavenly home, then the first thing is you must resign and say, I'm not going to buy into Oprah Winfrey and, and Ella Degenerate and the rest of them heathen women that are telling me, bless God, step up to him and tell him how it's going to be. That's not what a Christian mother and wife's to do. Whether it's popular or not, it's true. This does not mean she's inferior, but she is willingly under the leadership of her husband. And that is the safest place a wife can ever be. Verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be thrown husbands. And then, I've read it already, but she must resign, but then she must respond. You say, what do you mean? Just as Christ cannot force and will not force the church to follow him, so the husband cannot, should not, and, and, and will, he can't force the wife to follow him and his leadership. A wife is responsible. She must respond to the leadership of her husband. If he says, let's, let's, do, let's, let's try to read her mind, let's do something, then help and respond, obey. That's what the Bible's talking about here. Submission. Submission. In verse 33, there's one more. <laughs> I wish there's one here, but it says, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. You must respect him. You know what a man wants? Respect. He does. And, and by the way, the man that goes to work and he has to deal with some um, cantankerous, that's a good word, boss, and he, he gets fussed out about this and told about that, and, 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 he, and by the way, if he's a godly man, he's doing it for you and for your children. He's sweating, he's busting, all that he's doing, he's not doing it for himself. I don't know if I've ever met a godly man, I'm, every godly man I've ever known, he puts everything into his family, his kids, he puts them first, he, he works for them. And when he comes home, all he wants is just a little respect. That's what he said. To respect him. Now, by the way, that's not popular. 
If you notice on all these shows, the Disney, kids shows, the movies, comedy, everything, you know who the butt of every joke is? His dad. He's a bumbling fool. You know, like Al Bundy comes in and he don't know what's going on. He, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it goes way back. It goes way back to dad's just a dummy and he's stupid and let's just, let's just, you know, uh, make fun of him. And man, he, he, let's just sneak around. Ginger used to watch that show, I Carly. And we didn't think nothing was wrong with it, but we got to paying, this is a old, this is back in the good old days, back long before uh, Bluetooth TV and all that stuff, streaming. This is when you had to have a dish in your yard or a cable in your wall. And, and, and we began watching, and they was always disobeying the dad, and they was always making him to be an idiot. And I thought, that ain't good. So don't fall into the trap. You said, we all see how my husband acts sometimes. Show him just a, like that song says, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so deep in this. I've done mention Al Bundy and respect, but that's what he says. And by the way, you can tell if a wife respects her husband or not. When you get out in public, you can hide it all you want, but it'll pop out from time to time. It makes me sick sometimes. I feel sorry for men. It hurts me when I see a wife disrespect him and look at him and talk to like he's an idiot. Listen, he gets treated like that all the time. The one that he's given his life for, the one, would you treat Jesus like that? Amen. Well, he said to do it as unto the Lord, but that's a whole nother message. Children's responsible. Everybody can take a deep breath. We're going to hammer these kids real quick. Number one, kids, everybody, all the kids wake up and look at Brother Martin right here. On the count, I want y'all to say obey on the count of three. One, two, three. Obey. 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 O-B-E-Y, obey. That's the child's responsibility. Is that not true? Here's the thing. This is why I say this. The husband can love his wife as he should. The wife can be in submission to the husband as she should. And if the children rebel and disobey, then it still hinders the home. So the kids have a part. He says in chapter says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. And, and, and the Lord knows children better than anybody. What do children always, why? Why? For this is right. Obey and honor. That's what children do. Obey and honor. Listen. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm moving. Children, I want y'all to listen, Brother James. Follow me. Listen to me. All y'all listen to me. Everybody listen to me. This can change your life. Do you want to live a long life? Yes or no? Well, right here, he said, if you want to live a long life, he says, honor thy father. Uh, honor thy fa uh, Children, obey your parents to the Lord. Honor thy father and mother, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. So the next time you want to disobey your dad, ask yourself, do I want to live a long time or not? I mean, that's what the Bible said, not me. Now follow this. When you dishonor your mom or dad, you are dishonoring God. You say, how's that? Who made them your mom or your dad? Did you choose? I don't know. None of us in here chose who our parents are. The Lord give us our parents. And when I dishonor them, I'm saying, Lord, you, you give me the wrong ones. 
You messed up. You didn't do your job. You weren't, you weren't, and by the way, children, when you disobey your parents, it's as if you are disobeying the Lord. That's all. Hey, y'all, y'all ain't got to worry about all this submitting, loving, and dying, and giving, nourishing, cherishing, all this stuff we got to worry about. All y'all got to worry about obeying and honor. That's it. Two words, Brother Hobbs. Two words. Two words. There you go. Hallelujah. That's for the kids, Brother Hobbs. You got two other words, but don't say them. <laughs> Obey and honor. Now, I'm playing a little bit, but this is serious business. <clears throat> kids, follow me, and I'm about done. You will reap what you sow. There are times my kids, my kids say and do things, and they're just kids like everybody else's, and I remember a time when I said and did the exact thing to my parents. And it hurts. Because I know, is it their fault for doing that? Sure. But to be honest with you, it comes back to me and the fact that I did it to begin with. Children, I obey and honor. Now, there's a reward for the home. There's a great reward for the home. I want to ask you this. Everybody talks about, well, I want my freedom. What, like, this is not talking about ladies being slaves to the home. No, I want to ask you something. Is a train more free when it's riding on the rails and controlled by the rails or when it's flying off the rails through the woods, technically speaking? It's more free, for, but which one did you rather ride on? The one that's on the rails or one that's off the rail? On the rails. High five in the sky. There you go. And it's just the same for the home. When you do it your way and I do it my way and we're forgetting the Bible, we say, I don't care about all that. We're not going to worry about all that. Who cares? This is 21st century. We're doing it like the view says to do it, and we're going to just have it our way, and you're going to be have freedom, but guess what? It's going to be a rough ride. Right, right. But when, when the husband loves the wife, when he's willing to sacrifice, protect, provide, purify, all, be the spiritual leader of the home, and, 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 and nourish and cherish her. And when the wife is willing to submit to the husband and willing to respect him, willing to follow his leadership, and the children are willing to honor and obey mom and dad, then guess what? There's more rewards in that than anything else that goes on in the world. Amen. That right there. Amen. You're on the rails, but it's a smooth ride. That's right. So there's rewards. He told the kids that he'd live a long life. That's a pretty good reward. Did you know what the husband, you say, all the men are, what's my reward? Here's your reward. Your wife is your reward. What's Christ's reward? The church. We're his reward. One day soon, I believe, very soon, the Lord, God's going to present the church to his son. Amen. It's his reward. And husbands, our reward is a godly, loving, spirit-filled, Christ-honoring wife. That is the greatest reward God could give any of us. I want y'all to know something. I mean this with all my heart. I'd soon lose my sight, my hearing, my ability to walk, talk, eat. I'd, 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 as, I'd soon lose everything I have as lose my wife. She, that's the greatest reward. Husband, <laughs> husband's reward is a wife. The wife's reward is she's protected, loved, and cared for, and she'll receive a reward from the Lord for submitting to her husband willingly, and humbly. And the children, it'll be well with thee. I know, I hope this maybe helped somebody tonight. I hope it helped you. It's helped me. It's challenged me. Think about this. And now let me let me ask y'all to do, do me a favor.
Do me a favor. Husbands, please do me a favor. Don't get in the car and say, were you listening to him? Don't do that. Because they're going to get mad at me if they're not already. Wives, don't get in your car and say, boy, that was a good sermon tonight, wasn't it? Somebody really needed that tonight. Don't do that. Don't do that. And parents, don't get the car and look back at your kids and say, obey and honor. Because the Bible says to provoke them not to wrath. Can we all just take this as a, something we all need? There's not one man in here who is 100%, 100% of the time, day in, day out, Monday through Sunday, 24-7, 365, the husband or father that they should be. Not one of us. There's not one lady in here who 365, seven days a week, 20, who is the, the lady, the wife, or the mother she should be. There's not. There's not one child in here who is 365, seven days a week, the child they should be. So every one of us should take this and say, thank you, Lord, for giving us some guidelines, giving us some help. And I dare you to put it to practice in your life. God will bless you.